on SAFM. Good day, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. The show is produced by Hazel Makuzeni, and our technical producer for today is Rob Parkin. You may reach us on 0892-102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweet at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. Today we meet one of Chobe's angels, Liang Dabelo, a field guide at Chobe Game Lodge in Botswana, and she's one of an all-woman team. Then Rhoda Kadali tells us how we can do the right thing for the Big Issue magazine. The city's annual festival of public art starts today until Saturday. Fazana Badisha paints a picture for us. But first, our lunch bite for today. You can't live a perfect day without doing something for someone who will never be able to repay you. That's by John Wooden. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, my guest has been working for Chobe Game Lodge since uh, 2011 and is a keen field guide. And she takes, I can imagine how challenging it must be to, 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 to guests when they find that their guide is female. Well, she tells us all about it today. Liang Tabelo Dumela. And uh, hello, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And you? We are so good and great. All is good. <laughs> now, tell me how you decided to be a guide. A guide. What attracted you to the wild? Just nature on itself, on its own. When I grew up, uh, we learned more of nature. We went more in the bush, though we were not learning more of the things. In uh, English, we are just learning them in Susanna. Mm-hmm. But for me to join it full time, I was motivated by the other lady in another lodge. She was driving a big boat. Mm-hmm. Then I just said, well, if she can do this, I think I'm a hard <laughs> hustler. I can do it. <laughs> so you, you then went on to study? Yes. What? We went on to study. What did you study? We do have a college in Botswana mm-hmm. where it does that training about six months. Mm-hmm. And then it just covers basically everything that one may think of. Now, how do guests respond to you being female when they need a guide? Um, they do get surprised. They will just ask, are you going to be our guide or are you just going to be a driver? <laughs> well, Lynn is going to be your guide for the day throughout the entire of your stay with us they do get shocked because they get to ask some questions like well what happens when the animals come where is your rifle well i want to know that what happens what how do you respond to animals um to animals is the national park so basically in the national park we do not do the off-roading we do not do uh, harass the animal mm-hmm. and the, even through our learnings it's not just about the animals the bears or the astronomy or the climate and all the other things that we cover we do learn the basics of what comes like even the vehicle itself mm-hmm. then all the basics about the vehicles if i get a flat tire nobody changes for me i attend it within five minutes not more than 10 minutes should be less than 10 minutes everything done and fixed hmm. that's so how we do it have, have you been can you just walk us through so what, what what's the day like with you at at, at chobe well we do get a schedule which is prepared for us as the guides mm-hmm. so if like now i do have guests you can have guests from two nights three nights four nights so we do like three activities in a day 
Game drive in the morning, according to how the park opens and how the park closes, we leave early morning. You do the game drive, you prepare your equipment, you prepare everything, you alert your guests what's going to happen, you just brief them actually on the procedure of what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Then you put in your guests, either in the boat, I do the boat, and I do the game drive. Do you swim? Yes. Okay. But not in the river. In okay. the swimming pool, yes, I do. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking if, if anything had to happen to the boat while you're in the river, what do you do? Basically, like I said about the, the training that we do get on every equipment that everyone is using. Mm -hmm. Suppose in the river, mainly it's only when you get the storm or when it's raining. Okay. The main thing we look at, we, have, we are taught about the climate and weather. We look and we can reason, we can pick if these are the clouds that's going to bring the rain. You get yourself prepared. So when the storm comes, you pull over to the bank. Should something happen, we brief our guests, we communicate back with the lodge. Basically, I think as compared to the game drive with the boats, that's where one can have those risks. Mm -hmm. so, and always we brief them, we always carry the life jackets with us. Do you do night drives? Um, yes, we do, but in Chobe National Park, we do not. Mm -hmm. Game drives, one can qualify to do the night drive, mm -hmm. but it varies with the habitat that one is in. Mm -hmm. We do have the private concessions that offer those uh, night drives, mm -hmm. and uh, that will be the same concessions that uh, they will do the walking safari with the rifle. So, did you have to be treated differently to the men uh, um, that work, because uh, I'm, I'm sure there are male um, uh, guides that yeah. you, you engage with. Are you yes. treated differently? Is your uniform different because you women? Are your living quarters different because you women? How how are your relationships with the with the male guides? Um, it's only that the company here, like you, you are aware of, it's only lady guides. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when we are out in the field, it's a combination. You can't pick if that's a female or that's a lady. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean. Maybe the guests are the ones who can give us a much feedback uh, that is more according to how they've seen, like if they've been guided by a male guide before. Mm -hmm. But to me, before I joined up with uh, Chubby Game Lodge, I was, engaged, I was working with men. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't pick if that's a lady or that's a man. Because you tend to be like a man. You get that confidence <laughs> to say, I'm going to do this. I can drive through this. I can go through this mud. I can go through this uphill. And at times, it's really a challenge among guys, like, wow, so she can do this. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever found yourself in a, in a difficult position where you feared for your life or where you, you, you just wanted to change your job at any point? Um, so far, not yet. Not yet. So far, not yet. I haven't met up that challenge yet. Um, the only time that happened... I would say I was doing a mobile safari where you'll be with guests for maybe 12, more than 12 days moving from camp to camp. Mm -hmm. So I got stuck on real deep sand. Mm -hmm. But I did manage. Without the help of the guests, without anybody's help, I was pulling up a trailer with a Land Rover. Mm -hmm. I had to take up, do you know a high lift jack? Yes, yes. Not the bottle jack that we are ladies here used to. Oh, no, not the same one. There is a, a, what you call a bottle jack, which is not just an ordinary small one. It's an ordinary jack, yes. And then we, haul, we have what is called a high lift jack. Mo mostly it's operated, it's being used with a 4x4 vehicle. Okay. So even when I get a flat tire, 
I feel more of a less woman. I feel I'm not much of a guide when I use that small one. I feel I have to use this big one. So the gentleman was saying, no, lady, no, 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 no. You're going to hurt yourself. I said, just wait and watch and see. And I did get out of that mud and okay. all that sense. Well, fantastic. Yes. Now, 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 tell me, is there anything that you learned before you went? You, you told us earlier that you grew up in, in the rural areas and you always used to, you, you know, to, to be out in, 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 uh, in, in, in the bush. Yeah. Is there anything that you would have done differently in your job if you hadn't been uh, given that kind of upbringing? So are there things that you learned before you studied at home? that you are using today that gives you the edge over other people that's true indeed because like i said most of the girls that come over yes they may need to see the animals and uh, all the other things that we have but they will let we teach them about the culture mm-hmm. the culture is what mainly they want when they come to africa when they say africa when i'm going to botswana that's what brings them. They would like to know the knowledge of what we eat, how we used to live, how we use the resources around, like nature itself. Mm. That's what mainly motivates our guests. That's what lifts their morale, even though they can get the animals that they are here for. So uh, what will I see when I get to Chobe? Why must I choose Chobe as opposed to other lodges? Well, <laughs> how is a lady in the house? A very warm welcoming? You are really treated highly. Just take yourself like you're in a home. Firstly, first impression counts. Mm-hmm. With a lady, you never go wrong. Unless if you <laughs> do that right. Tell me about it. <laughs> but in this industry, I don't think so. Really, just that welcome. But otherwise, the Chobe National Park on its own is mostly known with the population of uh, elephants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we have mainly. But otherwise everything and all the other animals it's a matter of us being at the right time at, at the right place and if the animal wants to be seen and tell me the the do you have a favorite elephant sorry do you have a favorite elephant a favorite elephant mm. or any other animal <sighs> i tend to think about it <laughs> not really but um my favorite animal is the zebra because it's also a national animal. Mm-hmm. And I love the way it can kick. I love the giraffe because it's so humble. I love the way it walks. Mm-hmm. I, among the cats, I love the caracal and I love the cheetah. You know, each animal really. Because in the industry, even though you have your favorite animal or you can choose your favorite animal, somebody or suppose some guests can tell you if somebody gets to see the animal for the first time, it can even change you, your focus upon that animal to see it like, wow. You know, it lifts your spirits up. Mm. You mm. get motivated also like, oh, if this person can do like, okay. You tend to give that information out to them and uh, that's how it feels. So I do have those favorite animals, but it depends with the area and uh, what's happening with them there. Well, we thank you for talking to us and you, you've really just opened up a little uh, window for other young girls as a new career and I, I, I think a lot of them would be interested and this is why we wanted to talk to you just to, to say that there are women out there that are doing it uh, maybe even differently. You bring more care, I think, to 
to to the work that you do and i think women are better communicators don't you think yes we are <laughs> we are indeed and uh, it's it you may think it's like a joke like now i i still have some guests you know i'll stop i'll tell them okay we're gonna take this route this is what we might gonna get the road is like this like this and you know when each time we like when we get to the uh, we do get some stretch points and legs have some drinks they will turn to say you know lynn you you i don't know if it's just only you but so far among the other guys that we've been with we've been guided by men but the information that you give us you even brief us about the road you even brief us about what you're gonna see and mm. how the road is gonna be like i mean it's really out of the blue like well, clearly you love your job. Thank you so much, Ling, and hopefully uh, we come and visit and, and experience your, your, your guiding your guiding around the lodge soon, huh? You are most welcome. Thank you, my sister. And to all the ladies out there, don't hold back in life. Just hold on and uh, you can. If I can, you can. Wonderful. And then also... Get up there and explore to other people and engage yourself with other people and uh, see how the world is like on the other side. It only goes with the determination and the perseverance. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Leng Tabelo. She's a field guide at Choma. They call themselves Choma's angels and then because there's five very strong women doing what she does. And I, I thought it was just so interesting to find out that there's just women at the Game Lodge in Choba. When we come back, we're focusing on ethical leadership with Rhoda Kadali and the big issue. Otherwise, on SAFM. Executive Director of Impumelela Social Innovation Center, Rhoda Kadali is known as a human rights activist, academic newspaper columnist, but she will be speaking uh, as on ethical leadership at these breakfasts uh, that we will tell you about uh, that have a lot to do with the big issue. Rhoda, hello, thank you for joining us and welcome to Otherwise. Thank you. Haven't spoken to you for ages, my sister. I know, I used to be part of otherwise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome. Now, now, all of us, uh, since the budget was announced uh, by Minister Nene, everyone has had to go back to the drawing board, uh, depending on what company you're working around or organizations. In fact, most hit are the NGOs, aren't they? Oh, yes, a lot of NGOs have been hit quite hard by the funding crisis. Mm. And I think an, an organization like Big Issue, they create entrepreneurs out of unemployed people and so create a culture of self-reliance uh, and move people away from, uh, you know, being dependent and begging. Mm -hmm. And their mantra is not a handout, but a hand up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would appeal to the corporates to invest in the big issue in a big way. And um, so I've been asked to be a keynote speaker to talk about what is my big issue. What is your big issue? In fact, before you even tell us your big issue, tell, tell us, give us a background on Impumelela Social Innovation Center. The Impumelela Social Innovation Center is um, an NGO that finds the bright spots and the pockets of excellence in South Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, people are rather des uh, depressed about politics in this country, but what I do is to uncover and identify and reward excellence. So we have rewarded projects from HIV to housing to education, early childhood development and so on, that provide government and civil society with a group 
blueprint to emulate and replicate. And I can give you hundreds of examples of uh, projects that have find, found solutions to problems, and also 15 of our projects have gone on to win international awards like the United Nations Public Service Excellence Award, the Dubai Best Practice Award, the Skoll Leadership Award, and just last year, one of our projects won the Stockholm 2014 Water Industry Award. So how do you, congratulations, by the way, but how do you identify these projects or find these bright spots? Initially, we, we invited people to apply, and we still do that. And um, the invitation is actually a nice way for people to communicate by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So now within government, for example, they know the awards are coming up and you send out the invitation and a minister's office will send it down to about 10 other departments. Mm-hmm. So by word of mouth, what I also find quite amazing is uh, the, the spread into the rural areas because every year we measure how many rural uh, projects uh, respond. And I can safely say that often the proportion is 40 to 60 percent, mm-hmm. sometimes 50 to 50 percent. Um, so our reach is quite good into the rural areas. But then this begs the question as well, how sustainable are you? What sustains you? Who funds you? Because you, while we're bringing attention to the big issue, we, organizations like yourself also need um, some... No, I think that's a very uh, important uh, question. Uh, question that you ask because mm. Impumalelo has raised it's it's the only NGO that has given away 10.2 million rands raised from corporates to award these projects mm. and they have to use the money to spread their success story. They're not allowed to use the money for a computer, a salary but they must use it to spread the bright idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have become the platform in South Africa the resource that um, really catapults many of these projects into the public domain. So, for example, um, there's one project when we awarded it in Kyalicha a long time ago. It was only in Kyalicha. It is now in seven countries and in 640 sites. Um, So the expansion is phenomenal. Um, and I've seen it, and I've seen it around the country. For example, the Pillow Paper Healthcare Train, mm-hmm. sponsored by Transnet. Mm-hmm. We submitted them to the United Nations. They won the UN award. We now have Pillow Paper 2 on the track. Two 18-coach trains that go into the rural areas, and they now service, amongst them, 72 rural areas. So Impumalela is actually a bridge for, for, for projects to meet funders. Yes. And, yes. and across the board, are, are there specific projects that are more interesting than others? Um, or uh, uh, you um, know, In uh, the Eastern Cape, the Small Project Foundation, for example, um, uh, noticed that uh, a lot of young women, uh, young girls, sorry, at school, are more absent than boys mm-hmm. at school. And mm-hmm. that's with the onset of puberty, the toilets are disgusting, the, the girls don't know what happens to their bodies. Mm-hmm. And the Small Project Foundation then embarked on a reproductive health and rights course with governing bodies, teachers and the children. They got Procter & Gamble to sponsor sanitary towels. Mm-hmm. And the, the attendance rate of girls went up phenomenally. 
But the presidency heard of this project and rolled it out quite widely across uh, the country. So that's what we do. Um, so government gets to hear of it. Um, civil society often provides government with a bright idea because they're not circumvented by red tape. Mm. And so they can be more creative and come up with a bright idea. But we also um, award projects that have good partnerships with the private sector and government. And so they feed off each other by coming up with these bright ideas. And often people may have a bright idea but are not uh, skilled enough to to roll it out, right? Yeah, they don't, they don't have the resources to roll it out. And so what the award does is to draw publicity to the bright idea. For example, in Colesburg, um, we call this school, started by three farmers' wives. We call it the Oxford in the Karoo. It is a school that provides high-quality education to farm workers' children, many of them who have fetal alcohol syndrome and other problems. Mm. This school now has a clinic. It has a youth empowerment program. They place young people into the hospitality industry. But this school has provided the province with the blueprint on mother tongue instruction. Fantastic. Rhoda, please stay on the line for me. We're going to take news headlines and we'll come back and talk more about the big issue. Okay. Otherwise, on SAFM. My guest is Rhoda Kadali, Executive Director in Pumelela Social Innovation Center. And Rhoda, I'm, you are speaking on ethical leadership at the first breakfast uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, is it? Yes, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning at 8.15. Uh, and this breakfast is really to, to um, bring attention to the plight of the big issue. Yes. Um, the big issue is an amazing magazine. It, um, it creates entrepreneurs out of the unemployed mm. um, who, who sell. They buy these magazines and sell them in order to raise an income for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they are vendors. And um, uh, the, the whole thing is about taking responsibility for your situation. And, um, uh, you know, becoming self-reliant instead of dependent on other people to provide an income for you. Mm. These are marginalized people. A lot of them are women, unemployed, who are willing to take the magazine to the public. So many of us see them every day at the traffic lights. They become part of our life. And some people respond warmly, recognizing that this is an income that the unemployed draw from us, okay, Mm. as a public. Mm. But many of us just ignore these people and we forget that they actually not just at the traffic lights begging, they are selling a magazine in order to generate an income. Mm. I think that's important about the big issue. So obviously a big issue needs to... Uh, is there, are there other ways of keeping the big issue in the streets? Uh, I suppose the, this breakfast is one of them. But uh, what are the challenges of, of keeping big issue going? Oh, I'm sure they are dependent on funding like everybody else to put mm. a magazine together is not cheap. Mm. Um, they have a lot of journalists who work for them and, you know, the big issue tackles a whole lot of socio-political and cultural uh, issues. So it's a very interesting magazine. Um, 
And um, I think the National Lottery should fund it in a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is why we have a lottery. Um, you know, uh, I think it's wrong that politicians have direct access to the lottery for their political ends. But organizations like the Big Issue struggle to get funding. So, you know, that's where corporate, uh, corporate social responsibility projects from the private sector they can invest in the big issue in a big way. Um, so there are many ways people can contribute to the livelihoods of the unemployed. You know, unemployment in South Africa is a huge problem. It, it stays at 25 to 30% if you include people who have given up looking for a job. But out of the 25%, about 50% are youth. And so... That's scary. Exactly. The, so I think that the big issue has their finger on, on the pulse in terms of finding a way to get young people self-reliant and, and willingly taking on income generation activity to provide for themselves. And I'm sure the big issue also trains them how to do it. So... It's not just about them coming to the big issue and taking a magazine and selling it. They are trained how to be entrepreneurs, mm. how to present themselves, and how to make the sale of a magazine attractive. I can't wait to hear you talk tomorrow morning, 8.15 until 10. And this is at where? The Table Bay Hotel? The Table Bay Hotel. Registration is at quarter to eight in the mm-hmm. morning. And I suppose I shall start talking by about eight thirty, eight o'clock. Okay. And and the, and the tickets are available tickets uh, are available at one sixty per person. Mm-hmm. And can be purchased there or can they be purchased before? I think they can be purchased before and there. Okay. And um if you want the um I think contact it's contact details, it's Hippo Communications, mm-hmm. Charlene Key. And the telephone numbers are 21 556 Okay, Charlene Key. So, I don't know if I'm allowed to... No, 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 I don't think, give me the star. I think we've got enough. And and people can go to the Big Issue website as well and find out more information, I think. Sure. But thank you so much, Rodan. Good luck with tomorrow morning. Thank you. Keep well. You take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Table Bay Hotel, tomorrow morning, 8.15. And Hippo Communications, Charlene Key is your contact person, 021-556-8200. And, of course, you may go to the Big Issue website, which is bigissue.org.za. And uh, if you want to uh, access more information on Impumelelo Social in- in Innovation Center, it's www.impumelelo.org.za. Coming up... Uh, to find out how Africa Center's eighth Infecting the City event has in store for us. And Fazana, Bad, I think it's Badisha, maybe Badsha, uh, will, will, she's an independent curator and creative consultant based in the mother city. She'll talk to us after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Streets, walkways, plazas and corridors will all become performance spaces as the 8th annual Infecting the City launches in Cape Town tonight, 9th March at 1800 hours on Church Square. 
program continues to unfold throughout the week, ending on Saturday, the 14th of March. Here to talk us through it is Fazana Batsha. I hear Fazana, is that correct? That's correct. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm surprised. You should have been running helter skelter right now, trying to organise everything. Or are you that organised? Everything is in place. Well, fortunately, there's a big team of people. Well, a small team of people who do big work. So uh, we 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 rely on them to a huge extent. And but things are ready. Relying on you for your creativity as well. To some extent. More to the artists. They're the, re- they're the, the stars of the show. This sounds all exciting. It's its eighth year. And for the un- uh, unfamiliar people, um, what shall we expect? You can expect a week of public art taking over the city. Um, there's going to be all kinds of performances um, that range from theatre to dance um, to performance art, which is of different sorts, music installations. It's really going to be um, very exciting. I think that there'll be something for everybody's uh, taste, but also things that are cha- going to challenge people and take them out of their comfort zone. Because there's so much happening, um, is there a roadmap and does one walk us through? Because we don't want to miss anything when there's so much happening. Yeah, there are routes that, pe- that you can follow as an audience member. There, some of them are during the day at lunchtime, ranging till late afternoon. So you can, you, you can use your time at your lunch break to, to watch performance art, to watch public art, to engage. And then others in the evening. Um, and there are going to be five routes and they have quite different characters so it's worth checking out the program to see which one uh, engages you the most mm-hmm. and to try and catch as much as you can um uh, does one have to pay or are all these performances free to to see and and do we need money really absolutely free i mean that's the point of public art is it happens in public space and you can't ask people to pay mm. you don't want to ask people to pay in this case um you want it to be accessible to the the vast, vast majority of people. So it's it's taking it out of the theatres and art galleries and onto the streets. Getting to and from home to, to watch this, because then some people need to leave at particular times, is there transport organised for people to, to leave the city later? Not particular transport, but we have focused some of the performances around major transport hubs, mm-hmm. like the train station, taxi ranks. Mm-hmm. So as you're passing through on your way either to work or back home, you can stop for five minutes perhaps and, and, and listen to some poetry or watch some dance or uh, watch a performance. So even if you've just got a few minutes out of your day to take, uh, take in some of the performances, even now it's better than nothing. Fazana, what, what are your, your personal highlights? I know you've been involved in the whole thing, but you must. what are the must-sees? Oh, wow, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that there, uh, for me, some of the, the must-sees are going to be some of the more subtle things. They're mm. going to be performances that you, you may not see um, if, you're, if you're just... Uh, you may see them just on your everyday uh, walking around the city. So mm. the man in the green blanket, for example, is a performance inspired by the image of the, the man at Marikana who, who, whose image mm. has become so iconic. And they're mm. going to be actors 
on Thursday throughout the day walking through the city in costumes inspired by, by that image and mm-hmm. um, and you you may encounter them in your day to day life in the city uh, there are other performances which are going to be a lot more spectacular perhaps um, there's um, prayer to the new moon which is going to be part of tonight's program uh, which is going to involve a huge helium balloon and stilt walkers and all kinds of spectacular things so I think um, some of the things are going to be really subtle and quiet and take place uh, in the city in subtle ways that you, you can engage with them just maybe by coincidence and other things you, you're going to want to come and set aside the time Interesting you say prayer to the moon. I know Cam's Bay is having their um, me- moon meditation tonight as well. So it would be interesting which moon is <laughs> is more attractive. But I, 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 I really um, want to know if, if, if they're easy to translate. I mean, the green blanket man, as you say, is a direct link to the Marikana man. But will, will everyone get it or do you really have to spend time or do you have to be of a particular kind of uh, knowledge to to understand some of the art i think people can engage with it at whatever level they want you know Mm. some of the work is is really challenging and it's about political issues but sometimes it's going to be about love it's going to be about beauty it's going to be about joy and i think that um you can engage with it if you if you recognize the symbolism then you can you can engage with it in, in one way if you don't maybe it's just about being curious and thinking what why is this man walking through my city and mm. dressed in this way behaving in this unusual way who is this person it's just about asking yourself questions so you can depending on on whether or not you you share those references you can engage with it in different ways and of course it starts conversations with other people as well absolutely which is really important so what do we see at church square this evening at Church Square, the first performance is going to be Madness. It's a pl- pl- preliminary sketch, and it's a performance by Neo Muyanga and Sean Bauman. And um, it's actually going to be inside the Hrotakak, which mm-hmm. is on Church Square. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the, the very first performance that kicks off the festival. Well, you said the right word, my magic word, Neo Muyanga, and I'm there. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's somebody who always produces exciting things. I know. Well, congratulations. We, we watch and with, with great interest. And uh, to you and your team, well done. And I hope it, goes, it all goes according to plan. Thank you. Where and do we find more information? Infecting the city. Mm-hmm. All one word. All mm-hmm. lowercase dot com. Infecting the city dot com. Lovely. Thank you so much, Fazana. Thank you. And we hope that as many people as possible can come out and engage with the festival this week. We're going to do just that. And the weather's gorgeous. So yeah. there's no excuse. Thanks, Fazana. Thank you. Bye bye.